Hey, are you frustrated with your job search? Are you sending out resume after resume with no callbacks? If so, I have some good news. After three years of helping over 400 people land jobs at places like Meta, HubSpot, Google, Twitter, Amazon, Tesla, Disney, Sony, just to name a few, I created a course. In the Get Your Dream Career course, you'll discover best practices for creating a resume that stands out and you'll also learn how to optimize your job search. It covers every aspect of the job, including resumes, application strategy, networking, LinkedIn profile optimization, interview guidance, and salary negotiation. You will also get a behind-the-scenes view of how recruiters use LinkedIn to find candidates. And of course, you'll get resume and cover letter templates. Get one step closer to your dream job. Sign up at the link in the notes below. You know, you see people just starting off in their journey. Like, you know, you ask them, how can I support you? If you ever have questions, like reach out. Like, it's all about building that community and that support system and like lifting people up. It's, you know, and so like, I I love it. Like, I love following the hashtags or clicking on hashtags and seeing like people's journeys or if somebody's stuck or need something or, you know, or if someone's at a conference I'm at, like, let's meet up. Like that, that sort of thing. Like you have to network because you never know like what doors other people may open for you. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve them. LinkedIn Somnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in the knowing. The wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of the No Degree Podcast. I want to personally thank you for tuning in and supporting our show. If you haven't yet, hit that follow or subscribe button. I encourage you, don't keep this to yourself. Share these inspiring stories with your friends. Invite them to subscribe and connect with us on social media. Today's guest is Brittany Ball. Do you mind giving a brief introduction of yourself? Hey, everyone. I'm Brittany Ball at Brittony on all social medias. I currently am in documentation at Meta. You may know me from my viral tweet uh, from single mom in a shelter to software engineer, statistic to a success story, and I'm just getting started. I'm still here and still taking over. I love that intro. You have it down packed. And you know what? It, it, it fits in a tweet now. So that, that is one heck of an intro. Now, so you have, you know, there's a lot to unpack with that, right? Because mm-hmm. not only do you work at a good company, you overcame like the odds of a lot. Mm-hmm. And so like high level, if you could create a blueprint of your success to pass on to someone who was in your situation, you know, who was in that tough situation because, you know, being a single parent is not easy and upskilling and providing and, you know, just doing all that and being a black woman, you had it on super hard mode. So how do people succeed on hard mode? I just say like, always never forget your reason why. Um, Don't give up, Um, create, you know, and find community, have a support, a support system that understands, you know, what you're going through and, you know, just be determined to, you know, see it through. Don't give up. Like that's my, you know, if I can say anything, um, it's just to never give up because it gets hard, you know, it yeah. gets hard and sometimes you want to quit, but like, if you see it through, like there's so many like things that you can do in this space. Like you just have to see it through. Yeah. So now, like what's possible because you know a lot of people who come from like a a very tough background they don't even know what the salary ranges look like right 
Because mm-hmm. all the people they know is like, and I, I know like some of the salaries I've seen, I'm like, what? People make that. And when I grew up, I didn't even know that those were real salaries. So like, as you got through your journey, what are the salary ranges that you've kind of seen for the titles that you were going after? Well, um, I came in as a junior software engineer uh, back in 2012 and I was hired on. My salary was at 30K. Yeah, and but that's 2012. That's different. That's probably yeah, like 60K now. <laughs> exactly. But I would say today, you know, um, I am well over, uh, closer to the 200K mark. Oh, I just wow. That. So, okay, that that's serious. <laughs> so yeah, like, you know, and I, I never went to college. I don't have any certifications or anything like that. You know, I did go to through the year up program, but that was for hardware. That was yeah. for software engineering. Wow. I uh, completely taught myself software engineering through YouTube and lynda.com. Back then, they didn't have these, all of these different communities that we have now to latch on and learn from. And, you know, I didn't have a tech mentor. I didn't have anybody like, you know, when I came into this game, I didn't have anybody to lean on. You know, all I had was myself and I had to, you know, figure things out for myself. And once, you know, I did, you know, communities started arriving through like meetups. Um, I latched on to that. You know, I found, I created my own community in Charlotte. You know, I did the top uh, technical meetup in Charlotte back in the day. I had the JavaScript uh, study group, which was a pipeline for the com- company that I worked for at the time. It created a pipeline for them to hire diverse, you know, individuals because it was open to the community. It was open for them to come and learn. And, you know, people hired on juniors through that. Um, and so like, you know, I found my community, I created my community and, um, you know, that's important, um, with this. A lot of people don't truly know what community is when it comes to the job search. So what did community do for you? Cause I know so many people like, they're like community, like what is community? Like, how do you, how do you even join a community outside of like the people that you know? So what are some of the things that community did for you that, you could, it would have been so much harder doing by yourself. A lot of people don't know. Um, I got laid off from uh, one of the companies I was working at and I did a, a tweet. And um, the community, the the Black Twitter space shared that tweet. From them sharing that, somebody reached out and, you know, somehow it reached my current company. And, you know, I was able to get a lot of great job offers because of the community reaching out and being transparent and being open and honest about the things that I went through, you know, whether it was like being stuck on a coding, you know, issue or, you know, debugging something or, you know, just frustrated period, like in the workplace and going through something and trying to figure out, you know, if, if it's just me or do other people have these same issues? Like community is what like reassures you and helps ease some of that imposter syndrome that you get when, you know, going through this technical journey. Yeah, no, it's definitely not an easy journey. So let's kind of take it back. Like, how was high school like for you? And what did you want to be in high school? <laughs> so high school was very interesting for me. I was like, um, I was a cheerleader. Um, so like very peppy, you know, I was involved in the debate team. I did a lot of volunteering. So like, I think it, my life now is just the same as it like was in high yeah. school. No, only like 
a lot more busy now. So like I was involved in all the things. Like I always wanted to help people, always had like honor roll. I was one of those like overachieving, quiet uh, students. <laughs> so so what'd you want to be in high school? I actually wanted to be a veterinarian. I love animals um, and I wanted to actually take care of animals until I found out that like, you know, you have to cut them open and you have to like put them down. And I was like, you know, yeah. maybe this was not the <laughs> the, yeah. the right direction for me. Yeah, no, it's uh, for people who want to be veterinarians. Unfortunately, you see a lot of people who don't take care of their pets. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really sad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you see these animals who should have been treated a lot better. Mm-hmm. So now what happened after high school? Like, how was life like? Life happened. So I attempted to go to college, but I was didn't my mom didn't have enough money. So there was that. And so that financial burden led me to like trying to figure out life on my own and like, you know, doing different retail jobs and different little side jobs to, you know, just get by, you know, being young and like partying and, you know, just life happened. And, you know, I I became a mom. And um, (laughs) yeah, that I think that was the moment where like, reality sunk in and um it was like you know now what you have to grow up like it's no more side jobs side jobs are not gonna you know help raise your child like you have to like figure it out like you need a career you need something that's gonna be you know give you know have some kind of benefits you know provide him with the life that he deserved and so like I went into um a homeless shelter it was a, sh- a shelter for women and children. Um, and I was like five months pregnant at the time. Um, and so like I went into this shelter with other women that had um, children, small children. And like I had to figure it out once the baby came. I had to figure, you know, what was my next step. And like I started researching things I could do without a college degree, like careers, career paths. And I saw tech. And so like I started researching and like, I found year up, but it was only for hardware. And I'm like, okay, wait, maybe that's a, a, a way for me to get into the space. And so like I did year up, you know, I, I sailed there. Um, I got placed into a nonprofit for my internship. Um, I excelled, you know, doing that, you know, as far as the hardware stuff where my then manager asked me, you know, if I could learn JavaScript in the next six months, he would give me a junior engineering role. And so I spent all my time at like DC Public Library or on the internet, like YouTube and JavaScript and learning it, you know, to the best of my ability so I can, you know, understand at least to show him that, you know, I I could do it. And um, at the end of my internship, he offered me a full time position. And from there, I was able to like um, scale my career. So how does someone learn JavaScript? This is like 2011, 2012. How, like YouTube was not the same. Now you type in JavaScript, yeah. there are like 50 videos on JavaScript and stuff. How how were the videos back then and how are the resources? It was so robotic. It was, it was crazy back then. You know, and lynda.com, you know, I use that too. It, it, it was definitely like I say, like people like nowadays, like, with all of the different free resources you have, it's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, there's no, like nowadays, there's no excuse. Like, exactly. you don't even need to think like, hey, 
what type of project I should do? YouTube, JavaScript projects I should do. You you find like 300 <laughs> projects you should do. And there's, there's so much more resources. Mm-hmm. So they're like all different types. So if you don't like one person, there are like five others and you could choose five different ways and all that. And now with exactly. ChatGPT, it's really just, oh my God. This oh my is gosh. Like, yeah, the ChatGPT takes learning to a whole new level. Like, it's crazy. So yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now, how was it like learning? Like, obviously, it's not easy because I know how people are like, hey, I'm learning this. And it's like, how did you keep going? Because you had the, the thing, you had the hardware. Mm-hmm. But what kept you going? Because it's I know it's so easy to stop. You know, I know it sounds cliche, but like my baby, like looking, you know, at my, my kid and like knowing that like this could be like the way out, you know, for for him and like this could provide him a new life but you know a different perspective i was writing our story and this could help me you know change the narrative you know that was placed upon me being a black single mom you know so like that's what kept me going like i wanted to change the narrative i wanted to succeed i wanted to provide a life for him that i never had so yeah Yeah, and you definitely did you definitely did you blew it out the water (laughs) So now you got that role. How did it make you feel? It was the proudest moment. Like I was so proud because I worked so hard and like, you know, I it was the first time I ever had a salary. You know, it was teeny tiny, but like a salary yeah. with benefits, you know, I was able to get my first apartment, you know, eight hundred dollars a month in like in DC. So like what? Yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah. crazy. Like you know, it was just one of the happiest uh, feelings back then uh, was knowing that I accomplished this. And not only did I accomplish it, but I accomplished it on my own, you know, d- despite the situation that I was put in, you know, despite how it could have went. You know, yeah. I, I, I worked hard to change my narrative and I did it. So so now what was the next big milestone? Because you started at 30K, but... I know you didn't stop there. So now what was the next thing? Like you got in, mm-hmm. how'd you go about leveling up? After that, like I, once I got my foot in the door, like I just started like, like studying and like networking and taking on different projects. And like, you know, I was able to um, maneuver after that company. Um, I worked at in the Brookings Institute. I was able to be a webmaster for George uh, Town University. And then after my second son, you know, I, be- I became ill and um, I had to go on bed rest uh, for a long time um, during, you know, the beginning of my pregnancy. And so, like, I had to- I lost one of my jobs due to that. And so, like, after that, you know, trying to get back into the workforce, it was really hard not having a degree. And um, a lot of companies would hire me as a contractor, but I needed those benefits. And so, like maneuvering around like I was good enough to like hire on temporary but I couldn't be hired full-time because I didn't have a degree I decided to like you know maybe this is just a DC this is an area thing maybe I need to move to somewhere else and see if I can get into tech another way you know maybe I should go down south so I decided to like pack my kids up and um I had gotten my little tax refund and I packed my kids up and I drove to Charlotte, North Carolina because everybody said, you know, 
Charlotte was like a new like up and coming Silicon Valley. So like I went to Charlotte, I was able to find me an apartment with my two boys. And um, that next week I started like printing out my resume and I started knocking on doors, introducing myself, like going to all of these different companies. And I had um, one company that I met with their engineering manager and he was uh, really impressed that I came in with my resume and, you know, and uh, I was very persistent. And so he gave me an eight week contract, which turned into an eight week internship, which then led to a permanent position. And that's where my um, viral tweet came from. Um, so like, yeah, that was like the next big milestone in my tech career. And, uh, that was a proud moment because like, you know, I, I took on the, like the contract role in hopes of something bigger and it turned into an internship and, you know, I, I continued to bust my ass at the internship, you know, like it was a, you know, salary role and, and, I, I you know, I did that and then it turned into a, a permanent position and, um, I wrote that tweet the day before my last day on my internship. What was the tweet? From a single mom in a shelter to success of two software engineer um, statistic to a success story. And I'm just getting started. Ah, oh, I love that. How, how many views did I get? OMG. That went super duper viral. I did not expect it was just me venting. So a lot of my tweets, like it, it was yeah. just me venting. Like, you know, I was nervous. I thought I was going to go in and it was going to be my last day. And so like, I was just venting. I didn't think that people yeah. would like retweet it and share it and comment, like had like 18,000 retweets and 20 something thousand comments. And like, it was translated in all of these different languages. I was in like some Brazilian newspaper, like, um, I was in the New York Times, like it went super duper viral. And they, you know, they did a, like a, a mini, like doc, like my old employer did a documentary on me. Like it was, it was, it was, it was crazy how viral that, that went. What made you like make that move? Cause I know it's not easy. I know people make these moves, but it's not easy. Cause you got two kids. <laughs> how did it feel when you made that move to North Carolina? It was terrifying. Cause I, like, I didn't know what the outcome would be like would i find a job in time before my little savings ran out would anybody take me serious like it was a lot of different like things that like jumped in my head but like i had faith and like i just like was like you know i need to do this for my boys like i need to do this for us and um i just believed in myself power of belief and persistency takes you so far. So now, what what was the next big milestone for you? I think the next big milestone was when I, the next role I had after that one. After I did that one, um, I got an offer for a 100% remote role as a software engineer. And um, it was double the salary that I was getting at that company. Wow. So like I was, it wasn't at the, you know, hundred K mark yet, but like it was close and I had never seen any numbers like that. Yeah. And it was like a hundred percent remote. And this was before oh. like COVID and like anybody was even having like remote. If you worked remote, like you were living yeah. life, like, you know, I was like, wow. Like that was like a, a huge milestone for me. And so like 
I was I was really happy about that. And it was like a well-known, you know, big company. So I, I was very proud. Yeah, you know, I was looking for remote jobs in 2017. <laughs> and it was tough. Like you needed to be like 10 years sys admin exactly. and all that stuff. So, so glad. <laughs> now, what did like having a remote job enable you to do in your life? It helped me so much, like, because I had two small boys and like, you know, being, you know, a single mom having to like, you know, a lot of times at my other job, like I would have to leave work because like I ran a study group. I had to leave work to go pick them up, to bring them back to my job and they would stay with me at the study group. And like, you know, sometimes, you know, that was it. Like they were used to coming to work with mommy. And so like being able to have work remote, I didn't have to worry about that. Like I could like go on a break, go pick up the kids, bring them back home, cook dinner, you know, put them in bed and like still like be able to function and do my job. Um, And that freedom was very, it was what I needed. And like to be able to have that, you know, during that time, I was like, wow. How did you break into your next role? And then some of the things you did, because you do documentation and what a lot of people don't realize documentation pays and it's one of the things like everybody wants to be software engineer and all that but they don't realize that documentation can really pay a lot especially when it's legacy systems or certain processes and all that can you tell us like how you decided to go into documentation i was on the learning and development team at my i was a software engineer but a learning and development software engineer so like i did a lot of the documentation and like you know, a lot of what I do in my current role, I did there. And so like for this role, I wasn't, I had no idea what a documentation uh, engineer was, but like I gave it a shot and like, it was exactly what I was doing as a learning and development, you know, software engineer. So like I was able to bring um, those transferable skills into this role. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) So, cause it's one of those things, this is a niche area. There are certain practices when you do all that. Now, how'd you break into Meta? Like when that happened? Oh, yeah. This happened uh, when I was laid off from one company and like a bunch of things were going on with that company. And um, someone from Meta actually uh, hopped in my Twitter DMs and asked me, would I be interested in working at Meta? And I was like, why certainly? Like at this point, like I didn't, to be honest, like, I did it as, okay, this is practice. Like, it's no way, like, this is meta. I I don't have, like, people there have PhDs and, like, computer science. And, like, this is meta. Like, come on now. Like, this this will be great practice for me. But, like, when I did the, the interviews, it was, like, boom, 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 boom. Like, I was able to keep up and, like, I understood everything. And I nailed my interview. And like I left such a great mark that like my coworkers now who interviewed me during that process told me the impact that my interview had on them. And so like that was another proud moment. Like, you know, I don't yeah. have a degree, no no kind of cert, you know certificates, but I was able to ace a meta interview. Come on now, like that was like a, a super proud moment for me. Yeah. So like when you got the offer, tell tell us what was going through your head. I. Scream! I jumped, screamed, and I cried. It was like unreal. Like it was unreal. You don't hear about people 
that come from where I came from working at Meta. You know, you don't hear those stories. I felt like it was a proud moment, not just for me, you know? Yeah. So it it was definitely a, a very emotional and proud moment. I mean, look, it's emotional for me and it's not even my job. So it's like, I, 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 no, you, I really love how you really represent and show how like, hey, if you show up and you put in that work. Mm-hmm. And so how many years of experience did you have when you got the meta job? Um, I had about eight, seven or eight years experience when I got the, the role at meta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, were you asked about not having a degree? Was it an issue during the interview? No. So the thing about me, I'm very transparent, like, on all platforms. Like, I'm not going to, you know, fake the funk and, you know, pretend I went to Berkeley. Like, no, like I don't have a degree, but I'm very determined and I work hard and, you know, I learn fast. Yeah, no. And that always gets you places because regardless of or not, if you have a degree, if you're not determined Mm -hmm. and you don't stick through, right, you have an eight year journey, right? A lot of, I see a lot of kids go to school four years. It's like, hey, you're just getting started. You know, like you, you, you haven't really built things. You haven't worked with clients. You haven't done all of that. Mm -hmm. Now, looking back, what would your 2012 self look at you and say? She would probably say, damn. To be honest, she would probably be super impressed at like everything I've accomplished and um, she would be proud. No, I mean, look, I, I can only imagine. Like, would would she even believe you? <laughs> no, definitely wouldn't. Definitely wouldn't. Looking back, like what was like the high point? Like you got that 30K job, you got the software engineer. What was like, hey, here's my goal. What was the goal for you back then? If I can be a completely honest and like 100% honest, like the, the end goal for me, I wanted to work at either Google or Meta. Those were like the dream jobs because like everyone says, you know, yeah. those were the dream, dream jobs. So that was like my end goal and to like eventually be my own boss. Wow. So you really hit your goals. Yeah. Now, this is a tougher question. What was the hardest thing you ever went through? Because you went through a lot, but... What was the thing that it was like, yo, this, like, that almost broke me? Mm, it would be um, the first time I realized that, yes, I'm a software engineer, but I'm also a woman. It was the first time I felt the microaggression. How'd you, like, go through it? Mm, I had to keep going. I had to... To realize that, you know, at the end of the day, like, this is the world. And um, I had to step it up. I had to, to go harder. You know, not let that get me down. You know, there's always going to have, you're always going to have people that don't want to see you succeed. But it's your job to prove them wrong, to do better. You're always going to have haters. You're always going to have, you know, naysayers. But, you know, prove them wrong. Don't wallow in, you know, their hate. You know, you know, pull up, pull up your bootstraps and, and get to work. And so that's exactly what I did. So let's talk about like Twitter and networking, because I know that always helps. And a lot of people are like, how do you go about it? So how do you go about networking? Just reaching out and engaging with people. And like, um, you know, I used a lot of like hashtags, you know, I went to a lot of different conferences and I networked with people in those spaces and you know I followed those people and you know 
I think, you know, reaching out and staying engaged is is big. And this was like you combined it with Twitter? Like, did you like when you went to conferences, you followed them on exactly. Twitter from yes. Twitter? You, so what was some big thing that came out other than the viral tweet? Were there some other things that happened? And so you got the meta job. Mm-hmm. So can you, how did that person know about you or they find followed you? Me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they followed me. They followed me. So like, you know, I was able to like get, you know, thousands of you know followers on Twitter and, you know, a lot of people are in the tech community and like they see your journey. If you tell them like you, you're not working or they see how great you are at, at advocacy and, you know, doing things in the community, like they want to know, they want to know you. They want you to come speak. They want to, you know, network with you. They want to put you in these different rooms because, you know, there aren't a lot of, you know, people that are, you know, dedicated to, to bringing up, you know, less fortunate communities. There, there, there aren't a lot of people that have, you know, the stories that work in these spaces. Um, and so like, because of that platform, um, I just, I'm able to do so much. And like, I think my passion is just, I'm going to be the voice for the community and, you know, help in any way that I can. No, I actually, one of my Twitter came through for me. <laughs> my last job, yeah. I like, I said, Hey, Twitter, I need your help. My dream job. I got, I mean, I got laid off after four mm-hmm. months, but I still had fact, it. You still got it. And you still like got that experience and you have it, so. Yeah. And it was like, that got like 1500 exactly. likes. A lot of people retweeted it, commented it. My boss saw it. Uh, you know, we still have a decent relationship to this mm-hmm. day. Um, so it's, it's like powerful when you start networking and you start building that community. Cause like whenever I see someone like I'm retweeting that, I, I want to support like that. It's just almost supporting people. And, you know, you see people just starting off in that journey. Like, you know, you ask them, how can I support you? If you ever have questions, like reach out, like yeah. it's all about building that community and that support system and like lifting people up. It's, you know, and so like, I, I love it. Like I love following the hashtags or clicking on the hashtags and seeing like people's journeys or if somebody's stuck on something or, you know, or if someone's at a conference, I'm at like, let's meet up like that, that sort of thing. Like you have to network because you never know like what doors other people may open for you. Yeah, like I see some hashtag like 100 days of code. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, you up to day 63? <laughs> exactly. Like, or someone says, hey, do you know any junior software? And yeah, I'm going to be like, okay, yeah. 100 days of code. Let me go quickly find that tweet I like. And I'm going to be like, and you know, it's funny. I don't even know how some of them is like a, a leaf photo yeah. or something. And it's like, but I know they stuck with 63 <laughs> days and they're good for it. So it, it's just really the power of, again, that consistency and persistency. Because we come across... And you see a lot of people, oh, well, whatever. They make it take day four, day exactly. five. But then you see like, hey, you you stuck with it. Like, you're going mm-hmm. with it. Like, you're putting yourself out there. You're showing up to these spaces. You're retweeting things. You're liking things. You're commenting on things. You're serious. You're not just someone who, hey, I'll be a software engineer. And then, you know, exactly. like, you see a lot of people like, hey, they like the idea of being a software engineer. But being a software engineer, you got to do the work. There's just no way around it. And it's not easy. And it's, look, it's a lot easier than it was before, but it's still work. At the end of the day, you have to produce. Now, have you ever felt insecure about not having a degree? Um, Yeah, I, I've definitely um, felt that way I've, uh, plenty of times. Um, but, you know, I've ha- had people around me um, remind me, you may not have the, the, the degree, but you're sitting in the same rooms with these people that always 
makes me feel better. Like remembering that. Yeah. So how was it working at a place like Facebook? Because I know there are a lot of PhDs and a lot of people <laughs> who went to these schools, <laughs> different backgrounds. So how was it? Um, amazing. It's amazing. I don't feel excluded, um, which, you know, some companies have that culture. Um, I didn't feel excluded. I didn't feel like, you know, my opinion didn't matter. I didn't feel, you know, I don't feel that. And so, um, yeah, I, I love it. The other thing is, how'd you go about moving up? Because now you got into the environment. You did the dream. Mm-hmm. Now comes the work, mm-hmm. right? Because you got to do the work to maintain it. So how was that? Ooh, it was, it was hard. It was hard, um, especially uh, the interviewing for the, the jobs. Um, the... the Ooh, technical interviewing like that, that I don't interview well, like, and, uh, that's always hard for people that are shy. And so like putting someone on a spot and expecting them to, to produce, it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. (laughs) It's an unnatural setting. Like, you know, it's funny. There's some people who are terrible at their job, but they know how to interview. And then there are people who are phenomenal, but you put them in an interview. And so like, yeah, like it, it was very hard. And so like, Every time that I had to interview again, it was like um, I had to like cram and study and like it was just very, you know, a lot of anxiety. And like so like in order to move up, you know, especially in tech, sometimes you have to move around. And so especially for the higher salaries. And so like that was that. And like just going through the whole interview process was very hard. And what about when you had the job? Like, how'd you go about upskilling? How'd you go about leveling up and, you know, doing a great job? Definitely finding out what's what's popular, what's new. I did a lot of that through, like, going to tech conferences and, or looking on Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, you know, seeing what everybody's learning or what's the new big thing and, you know, checking it out myself. And, of course, you know, studying, um, joining different communities and, uh building a network of, you know, supportive people. And so like, you know, having people that, you know, I can call and do a coding session with or someone, you know, that wants to help me learn something new, like reading blogs. Like I I just went out and, you know, went after what I wanted. So like if I wanted a raise and I knew like, okay, in order to do this, I need to X, Y, and Z. I went out and networked or reached into my network and see who knew X, Y, and Z. And hey, can I pick some time in your calendar to talk to you about X, Y, and Z? And so like just going after and being determined to be the best. And so you have to do that. So now you hit the dream, right? Mm -hmm. What are your future goals now? I have something on in the works and it's going to be announced soon. (laughs) So just look out for that. But um, I'm going to retweet it. (laughs) I hope you do. But like I, ha- I have a, like a, a, a lot of big plans. I'm like been you know creating a course on you know inclusive content creation. Um, in the beginning stages of writing a book, um, and uh, just making sure I'm doing my due diligence to play a huge part in the community for everyone that's coming after me in tech, and making sure that they have inclusive, safe spaces to work in and that they feel like they have a community and, you know, support. So that that is what you can look out, you know, from me. So not only you're not just doing one thing, you're coming out with a banger. You're doing a lot of things. And the amazing thing is not only are you the success, you're going to breed 
more successes you're going to really show and your your story is so inspirational. Now, the final two questions are going to really take you down memory lane. If you saw your 18-year-old self on the street, what would you tell her? I would tell her that partying isn't everything and to go study some damn JavaScript. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Now, if you were 18, you have the knowledge you had now, (laughs) how would you go about getting to where you are much faster? Oh, if I had the knowledge I had now, I would have... And today's resources. So today's re- you got the YouTube of oh, today, not 2012 M-G. YouTube. G, I would create a chat GPT NFT. Big- <laughs> 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 I would like, I would have studied harder and like just created the communities that I needed. Um, I would have been the resource that, you know, I needed and I, I would have, scaled my career so fast by like networking and like being transparent and not as shy and you know putting myself in these spaces so much sooner I definitely would be a lot further than you know you know the knowledge that I have now and and that's one of the reasons why I love being a mentor because I get to share this knowledge you know to 18 year olds that are just breaking into tech or thinking about tech or you know, things like that. I get to, you know, not even 18-year-olds. It can be a 50-year-old that wants to break into tech. Like, I'm just excited to share the opportunity um, and the knowledge and the the network and the, you know, resources that I have to help someone else, you know, change their narrative or, you know, change their career. Like, that's what fuels me and that's what makes me excited now. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I've been waiting (laughs) for the story. So, I appreciate it. And whatever, if you need the book, I'm going to buy it. Whatever book you're writing, I'm buying it. And any way I can support you, please let me know. Uh, the story is wonderful. And I know it's going to inspire so many Thank people. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so glad that we finally got the chance to meet. <laughs> yeah. And how would people support you? You can support me by following me on Twitter. At Brie, B-R-I-I underscore toe, T-O-E underscore knee, K-N-E-E. Um, and, uh, you know, checking out my website, BrittanyBall.com. And, um, you know, just sharing, liking and retweeting everything, you know. Can't wait till this episode releases. Can't wait for all your future endeavors. And we'll definitely got to do a part yep. two. You definitely got to do a part two because I know you're going to do so much more and impact so many Thank more lives. Thank you so much another great episode. Thank you for listening. Hopefully this information was valuable and you learned a lot. Stay tuned for the next episode. This show is sponsored by you. No Degree wants to remain free from influence so that we can talk about the topics without bias. If you think the show is worth a dollar or two, please check out our Patreon page. Any amount is appreciated and we'll go towards making future episodes even better. Follow us on Instagram or Snapchat at No Degree Podcast. On Facebook at facebook.com slash no degree inc. If you want to personally reach out to me, connect or follow me on LinkedIn at Janaid Iqbal, spelled J-O-N-A-E-D, last name I-Q-B-A-L. Until next time, no degree, no problem, nodegree.com.